Hello, and welcome to the Mental Sweet Spot Podcast. I'm Melanie Rushing, and this is episode number two of our series following Madawan High School, as the other half of our Mental Sweet Spot team, Alicia Smith, implements mental training with her team. In today's episode, we'll discuss athlete types, the online personality assessment geared towards sports, and how we used it to get to know each individual. We'll talk about culture with the team how they figured out their individual and team-wise and how they want to feel when they reflect on their season. And also we'll talk about implementing these things in practice by using goal buddies and drills that brought out the team's why and culture. After the episode, be sure to check out the show notes so you can get your freebie, How to Stay Motivated All Season Long by Connecting to Your Why. This six-page document will help you get through the process to figure out your why, how to live it each day, and how to revisit when you get off track. The show notes will also include links to the Athlete Types Assessment and a bonus freebie, a daily goal-setting template you can start using with your team today. But first, a quick message. This podcast is brought to you by our online program, The Mental Training Foundation. If you want your players to have the mental skills to deal with the in-game pressures and excel, this program can help. There are many great mental game resources already out there that show you what it takes to become mentally tough. This program combines a master's degree in sports psychology and years of implementing the mental game as a coach to show you step-by-step how to be mentally strong when it counts. To learn more, head to softballmentaltraining.com. Now let's get back to the show. Let's just jump right into it. So started this week with tryouts. How did it, bringing the team together, were your assumptions correct with the type of team you're going to have? Um, yes and no. I think we had, um, I don't remember if we talked about this last, last week or not, but we have a different, you know, kind of environment this year than we're used to having. We only had 17 total kids come to tryouts. So um, unfortunately, we don't have a JV team this year. So we decided uh, for the betterment of the program and for, to not lose, hopefully, the JV program forever, we did decide to keep everyone. Um, which is definitely a challenge for not only myself but my assistant coaches because we've never coached a team with that many kids before. With that many kids, it's challenging both inside and outside, um, mm-hmm. obviously with the limited space, especially inside. So that was a, a lot of planning had to go into practice plans and things like that ahead of time. And if um, anybody and doesn't at- know, she's in Michigan, so <laughs> weather is yeah. always a factor. <laughs> weather is always a factor, and of course there was snow on the ground the first week. So um, we have a very small pole barn where we do our hitting and then, of course, using the gym, which isn't ideal, but we've got to use the facilities that we have given. Mm-hmm. So um, with that said, we also had to uh, – we met as coaches after every practice to get feedback, what went well, what didn't go well, uh, and make adjustments immediately for the next day. So. The one thing that is a little bit different this year is there's a there's a difference in talent level. We've embraced that challenge, however, and we're really working hard to make sure that um, everyone gets the same amount of attention. And, and we're just really going back to focusing on the fundamentals because that's really important. It doesn't matter what your skill level is. The fundamentals mm-hmm. are important. So um, we really kind of tried to backtrack a little bit and really work through that. So the dynamics of the team is much different as well, um, much different than I anticipated. That's that's one thing you can't anticipate. So um we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the exercises that we've gone through to have the kids um, get together, try to get to know each other a little bit better. The coaching staff get to knowing the players and the players getting to know the coaching staff back and forth. So um, it's been, it's been different, but I love the challenge. We're embracing the challenge and every day has been an improvement. So it's good. Go ahead. Love that. Well, I'm excited. Especially hearing Me too. Stories throughout the week. Me too. <laughs> so let's start with athlete types. Sure. Uh, talk to us. I'll do a little 
mini preview is athlete types is a system where they basically do a personality test geared towards athletes. Anybody can do, you can, I'll link to it in the post after this. You can go on, take a 30 minute assessment max. If you're like really taking your time on some of the questions, mm -hmm. um, and it comes out with your athlete type. So tell us a little bit about how that works for your team. Sure. Uh, the kids loved it. Um, I had them uh, take it uh, as kind of like a homework assignment. Um, so I was interested to see some of the, the kids and their um, results when they came through um, because you get to see those kids that are like you because I took it myself. Um, so it was very interesting to see uh, what some of the kids, you know, especially the ones I didn't know very well. So the following day, what we did is I printed out the individual sheets of and also a summary. So the individual sheets went to the players and then the summary of what everybody was um, on the team. So I had each kid, for example, that was a rocket stand up and come forward and I gave them their one pager. Uh, and then they, as, a t as individuals, would read their strengths, their weaknesses and things like that. So we would talk about it as a team. So um, one, one person, for example, was, um, was ICE. And that particular individual um, is very quiet. So for her to get up in front of everyone by herself, I think was was challenging. But she, but she did it. She did a great job. Um, but what came out of that is is you're able to point out, and I focus definitely on the strengths. Um, we have kids that are good listeners. We have kids that are hard on themselves. Uh, we're a couple examples. So we said, just so we know as a team, look, guys, you are uh, this particular individual or this group of individuals trait is to be hard on themselves. So what you need to do is make sure that you understand when they miss a ground ball, they probably are more upset that they let the team down than upset with themselves. So um, this was a learning experience for everyone and we talk about it constantly now. So um, you were nice enough to make this one pager for us. It's a great document for the kids and the coaches. So the coaches took it as well, like I said, and they went through and you put everybody's name on here and what um, they are. So the next step that I took is on athlete types website is, um, for example, rocket has to be happens to be a red logo. So I ordered wristbands for every color for everyone. So now next week, they're going to have wristbands. So all the rockets will be wearing red, for example, ice, I believe is gray, we have blue, yellow, orange, so we can help identify not only like um, athlete types, but also those that are different from you. Um, the next step is we had the, the teams grouped together by athlete types, um, and we had them try to guess the coaches, which was, was a fun exercise, um, but we also asked them to tell us why they thought um, they picked uh, Musketeer or Trailblazer. So they were very confident that they were correct, which was very <laughs> interesting, especially the Rocket group. Um, but they thought for sure I was a Trailblazer, and, and I said no. And I said, actually, all the groups, out of all the groups, I only got one group got one coach correct out of five. <laughs> So that was pretty interesting, um, but I made him go back and try again, and then they were 0 for 5. So, uh, <laughs> but the funny part of that was, or the, actually not the funny part, but the good, the good part of it is that they went through and listed all the attributes that they felt why they chose the coaches. So mm -hmm. that, was, that was a fun exercise. So, um, but yeah, the kids, the kids like it. I think it's awesome, and I like that you had them guess, because mm -hmm. it also shows you their perspective, which I find is huge. Correct. I found oh, that absolutely. every year on uh, evals, like, I was shocked, like, what? You thought that about me? Like, I don't know how many times I got like, oh, she's intimidating. I'm like, what? Do you know yeah. me? Well, clearly <laughs> they don't, so I need to fix that. But it's really interesting. Yeah, what was the it one is. you told me earlier? I want you oh, to share. Yeah, the one, the one that they said is that, well, coach, you don't like to admit when you're wrong. <laughs> so 
And I said, well, I, I do. But the thing that I always tell them is that when they say something to me uh, and I'll answer back and they say, well, you're right, coach. And my response in just, of course, is always I usually am. Um, but I guess they took that as me admitting I'm never wrong or, or not admitting I'm ever wrong. So I thought that was interesting. But you're mm -hmm. right. The perspective is funny because um, one of the attributes of Rocket, I think, is is um, basically very competitive. So mm. I thought that by heart was very interesting. So it was yeah. fun. It was a fun exercise, though. Good. Um, so I guess let's just <clears throat> go into the next piece. of. So now we know each individual's personality, if you will, at least on the field. Um, how does how did that build into the culture piece that we talked about? You shared your vision of the culture. How did the sure. girls share theirs? Okay, so uh, our first team meeting after we had made the teams and tryouts were over, um, we brought the team together for a classroom type team meeting. So I said that we were going to do a lot more of this type of stuff this year. Um, and, and we started with the freshmen um, who were brand new to the program. I started at the newbies, so to speak, and I asked them, okay, you've been immersed in this culture for, you know, maybe two or three months with workouts and doing some extra uh, four-person rule hitting and things like that. So what is your perspective, you know, of the culture at Madawan? And um, they said things like um, supportive, friendly. Um, one kid said strict, but in a good way. Um, <laughs> and so things like that came out, which actually made me very proud that somebody who hasn't been in the Matawan culture for very long noticed that it was supportive. That part was awesome. Um, and then I went up to the sophomores all the way through to the seniors. And it was very interesting because one of the seniors said um, that their perspective has changed since being a freshman, okay. which I thought, but it was for the positive, which I thought yeah. was very good. Um, and then out of my coaching staff, I have three out of the four assistants are former players of mine. Mm. which I love. I love that they come back and coach, but I asked them what their perspective was from um, being a former player as well as a coach. So I got a whole host of um, words. We wrote them on the whiteboard. So I'm just going to run through and read um, off my computer here what we, what we came up with. And this is from them. So this is the part that uh, I like to make sure they have input. So their words were focused, driven, fun, hardworking, intense, friendly, Structured, supportive, determined, teamwork, strict, gritty, compassionate, competitive, family, educated, selfless, united, and winners. So the winners came from one of my former assistant coaches who has graduated college now and has come back to help. So I made it a point to make sure that everyone understood that that last word is a byproduct of everything else, you know, that we, that we really work through at Madawan. So um, part of one of the exercises I had them do is to um, over the next last, or excuse me, the past few days is work through nearing it down to their top five. What is the most important to them? And they came up with supportive teamwork, family, selfless and united. Mm -hmm. So again, those types of things make me very proud of a as a coach, because that's what they want. That is what I believe in as well. Um, but they made a point to say things like family and united take time mm. where supportive is maybe part of the culture, but the uh, other pieces of that take time. So we reiterated that that takes effort as well. So mm -hmm. um, they had their first team bonding um, experience this weekend. So, you know, those types of things they can do um, when they all hung out at somebody's house and spent the night and came to practice the next day. So you could tell instantly there's a little bit more talking between some of the kids that you may not have uh, seen before, which is, mm -hmm. which is great. 
Oh, love that piece. Yeah. Um, were there any other surprises? I'd like to talk about the, um, the senior who it changed. Mm -hmm. Did that surprise you or did anything else surprise you about their choices? Um, the, the change that she specifically pointed out is that selfless. She realizes now as a senior how critically important that is and that as a freshman, she admitted fully, I wasn't selfless as a freshman. Mm -hmm. So not to say that everyone comes in the program not knowing or understanding what selfless means, um, but if that's the culture that you're surrounded in and that can be a piece that you can develop, then mm -hmm. I've done my job, right? So I think that she, and she shared that with everyone, which I think is really critical when you, mm -hmm. when you, um, recognize and realize growth and how important that is to team. Um, she's also becoming a better teammate for that as well. Like that. I think the biggest thing with exercise like this is like the labels you put on it. So I like that the girls come up with their own labels cause you can, there's a million words for family together, right? team bonding, but like right. the fact they chose family mm -hmm. and knowing that like I've always said family is different than friends. Like I don't, care if you're friends or not but we are family right. here it family right. holds each other accountable family pushes each other as well as supports each other so i think it's huge that came from their mouths i think that really like immediately ties into the buy-in because then it's it's their words it's their team exactly and that's why i did not say i did not preempt them with any information before i just asked their perceptions and um at the end i told them that that made me feel proud that that this is what their perceptions are and and you're right 100 percent. it's it's their words their buy-in mm -hmm. love that all right speaking of their words we also did an exercise or you did with them um to figure out their why which mm -hmm. for anyone who hasn't gone through this with me we talked about it last week too the why is like the step beyond why you play so it's the feelings you want to take away once you're done with that game, once you're done with your career, what do you want to look back and say that you felt while you right. were playing? So right. talk about how that process went. Sure. This was uh, one of those pieces where lessons learned and we had to work through it because I have, I have a schedule. I had my whole week actually planned out. And um, after day two, it was already thrown out the window and we had to adjust. So um, we worked through your document that you had provided uh, to me to work through this exercise of the why piece. Um, I shared examples. I walked through my own process um, because my why is impactful. That's my number one word. I want to be impactful. I want to feel impactful every day when I leave that field. That's why I get up every day. Um, and go to work early so I can come to practice and, and why I spend so much time away from my family to, to coach these kids. So I shared these experiences. We walked through examples. And then what I had them do is I had them go home and kind of think about it and, and come up with their number one why, like their, their top choice, and text me so we could talk about it. So I started getting things like, for the love of the game. So I, cl <laughs> I, I clearly... Uh, knew right away that they didn't quite get it. So, okay, my bad on the communication and I didn't do a good enough job of maybe explaining it or they didn't understand. So you were very helpful. Thank you for walking me through helping them understand, kind of get to that piece. So you and I went back and forth um, trying to pull some information out of these kids and, mm -hmm. and it took a couple days. So yeah. I didn't have the answer the next day. So I had to make some adjustments with my practice plan and, and more explaining and I was okay with that. Mm -hmm. Um, so we eventually about three days later got to everyone's eventual why. 
So these are uh, my team's why, the kids' why's. Um, empowered, accomplished, exhilarated, confident, another empowered, capable, free, impactful, confident, supported, empowered, another empowered, another empowered, a lot of empowered. Uh, accomplished, determined, fearless, and purposeful. So I thought those were all awesome. And, and the conversations that were generated between um, myself and the kids with your guidance, of course, were, were great because that definitely helped them pull that out. But it also helped me, your guidance helped me understand kind of how to pull that information from them. So it was a learning experience for me too, which was awesome. Um, and then the coaches are purposeful, passionate, impactful, part of something bigger and proud. So, um, and we have, uh, I will be sharing this document with the kids. They'll put it right in their notebooks so they can have a good understanding of what everybody's uh, individual whys are. This is huge. I found that even as a player, that was the biggest thing for team building was like knowing, even this person's having off date, maybe they have a terrible attitude today and I don't like playing with them right now. If it, at least you know that they're there to feel accomplished and they're just mad because they don't feel like they're having a good day, I can go help them as opposed to just like pushing them aside and writing them off. Um, more to that process of mm -hmm. um, figuring out the why, we started with like why you love softball. I think that's that was the answers that we were getting. Sure. Like, what do you enjoy about it? Um, mm -hmm. But it was more like things that were happening or behaviors. So then we dug a little deeper into on your best day, how do you want to feel? Or how do you feel? So we um, talked about like closing your eyes and imagining your best day, getting to that feeling that you don't usually label and then putting the label on it, I think was where we got right. to with the girls. Right, and I actually used that example that you gave me where I actually said, okay, close your eyes, picture your best day. We, work, we walked through that exercise. So that also helped them, I think, try to narrow down and understand a little bit more about what it, what it should be. Right. So how about the team why? How's the progress going on that? Um, this is another interesting exercise. So I, I kind of assumed it would be easy for them to get together and figure it out. So um, on Friday's practice, I broke them into groups by, by athlete type, but specifically putting together athlete types that may, according to the chart on the website, have more conflict than others. So it was a, it was a method to the madness, I guess. So it wasn't all like athlete types. They were definitely different athlete types. So I broke them up into groups of five and each group was supposed to come up with a top five. They named them off. I wrote them down. I put them in their uh, Google shared folder that the players have. Mm -hmm. um, and that was part of their assignment for their team bonding night was to come up with a team top five, which they did. And their team top five were fearless, impactful, accomplished, resilient, and empowered. So um, after practice yesterday, um, it was actually nice. We got outside and uh, we sat on the bleachers and, and they, we had, they had a couple spokes, spokes girls that went through and listed all five of those. Um, and then we tried to narrow it down to just one. So there was quite a discussion, not quite an argument, but there was a disagreement on maybe that, that what should that one be? So I, kind of, I stopped the discussion and said, okay, first of all, we aren't on the same page and that's okay. There's a lot of passion around what we're talking about and what's important to the team. So we're going we're gonna to nip this in the bud today, and we're going to come back and think about it and talk about it later. So in our discussion, um, 
I was wondering, because you and I talked this morning before this and was just wondering, maybe coming up with one wasn't necessarily the right way to go. Maybe we should just keep their top five because each one was a little bit different. I like the discussion between the girls. I think it was the right discussion and the right and the right comments in the right way. Um, but you could definitely tell the stronger personalities were talking and then some of the others were not. So that's what I, that's the other piece that I, I didn't like very much. What a uh, great idea you came up with possibly is using an acronym. So I really love that idea. So what I think I might do is take that to the team and maybe use, use if we can't decide or narrow it down, maybe we don't need to. You know, and this is that adapt piece that we talk about all the time, where, where as a coach, I need to constantly adapt. I always think it's going to go one way, and sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. But when it doesn't, I need to adapt and, and figure out a better way. So I think I might take that to them and see if that's something that maybe they want to, they would rather do. Because those five words, if those five words are really their why, and that's really what's important to them, then an acronym would be an awesome idea. Mm -hmm. Which I, I love that. Because, yes, some, some years, especially, I think, with a team that is uh, – more familiar with each other like say you returned 12 people all from the same team as last year i think that would be easier to get closer to for one sure word. um but i really want to point out the um hearing everybody's voices part yeah as like from my experience coaching and as the person who hated speaking up <laughs> like it, it's really huge to get their input but it's really difficult so yes. I like that you started with smaller groups. Mm -hmm. um, that's always a way to get the input in. And then like, I would say my piece and then the confident girl would go out and say it. <laughs> my rocket friends. Right, um, right. <laughs> but that's huge when you're trying to get the team. Why? Because if you mm -hmm. don't, if you just let it go and you're, you are assuming the quieter girls are being represented and if they end up not being represented, it won't be completely aligned for your Correct. why throughout the season. And at Correct. some point, it'll show up. <laughs> right. And that's why I told them when they were coming up with their team why they had to go back to those same five groups. Mm -hmm. And they all had, you know, obviously I wasn't there to monitor. Um, but I did ask them to at least start in their five groups mm -hmm. to help narrow it down. So um, those stronger voices, more experienced or, or older kids uh, were definitely spread across all five of those groups. It worked out really well uh, so far. I'm happy with the progress. I'm happy with the with the buy-in because this mm -hmm. is how you, we talked about the buy-in before to the culture. It's the buy-in that is so critical because is, they own this. Mm -hmm. um, and every year, we, we're at least, last few years, uh, eight years or so, we've done um, wristbands. We've always had a, a, a theme or an inspirational phrase, but those have always come from me. They love the wristbands. They've already asked me about what we're doing this year. <laughs> and I said, you know what? This is what your wristband will be. The, your wristband will be your why. So if it becomes oh, no one. no they were so passionate about it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It will become either their one word or their acronym or whatever they decide to do. But those will be the wristbands for this year. So I love some of the words they've come up with. And um, I think it's a great exercise. Awesome. All right, moving forward into more of the daily application um sure we talked about doing goal buddies how is that working out it's going i think it's going really well i think my uh my reflection this week and i took it down as a note is that i probably didn't do the job that i wanted to do following up at the end of practice because mm -hmm. i have all these other things that i was really excited about trying and doing don't and, we all know yes, yes. <laughs> so um they do have goal sheets. They do have goal buddies. So what I did is I paired them up for the week with somebody that they may not necessarily know very well. We walk through an example and an exercise of the goal sheet. So 
Um, I have heard what they want to do. We've talked about holding each other accountable. And then um, at the end of practice, they were supposed to go back and say, hey, you know, goal buddy, how did you do on your goal? Mm -hmm. And that's the piece that I think I've, I haven't done. I haven't been consistent. We've done it a few times, but I haven't been consistent every day. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something I need to build into my practice plan. Um, I usually, I have to write everything down that we're going to do. So um, Mm -hmm. one, I remember two, I I like the structure, but I think that following up is the piece that has been inconsistent. Um, But I do love the idea that I ask them when I come to practice, because sometimes I'm a little bit later than, than some of the other coaches or whatever. I might just, what is your goal? Would it walk around the circle? What is your goal? They all have it. They all ready to go. So I know they do it, but um, I want to help with that follow-up piece and and grow a little bit in that area. Yeah. I had the same issue last year. (laughs) Yeah. I had this beautiful plan and always some drill went longer. That happens. But I think build it into, especially the time piece. (laughs) Yeah. I make sure I set, like I would set 10 minutes at the end and it would usually go to five, but at least Mm -hmm. then you can get the follow-up. I think that's, honestly, the most important piece for them remembering the good things and learning from the bad. Because if I feel like, even personally, if I didn't recap at the end, I forgot it. But uh, I think it's critically important. Yeah. And and I love the piece of trying to make sure that they hold each other accountable during practice. And we've, we've talked about it. We've showed examples. And I think it's a work in progress, but I definitely want to try to build that piece in, that follow-up piece a little bit more next next week. You know what? You have a good amount of assistance, which is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe you guys can just divvy them up. That's a great point. Divvy great up point. pairs because yeah. you have so many. And I would definitely rotate so that you mm-hmm. each get to know each girl's goals, but that could help too. But how are their goals? Have you heard any? Are they good goals? No, I think they're good goals. I mean, uh, a lot of them actually say, I want to talk more during practice because that's something I harp on all the time is communication. So I've heard that one a lot. Mm. I've heard, um, keep my head down on ground balls. Mm. Um, I know that may sound simple and silly, but I think when they can focus on something very small like that, even if it's Mm. a fundamental, I am very happy with it. So I think the more narrowly focused, the better, but no more than three goals each Mm -hmm. day. If something else comes up, absolutely. Like within each drill, you're going to be working on something specific, but for their goals, like keeping your head down could be all you need to focus on right now. Cause once you start adding too many things, then it gets lost. So do they tell you before practice or at least before the drill starts yes. what they're working mm-hmm. on? I, you know, I can't remember everybody's goals throughout the whole practice, but I, I will remember a few and say, Hey, you know, how's your communication? Mm. Um, I'll walk up to each individual during a drill and ask them, are you keeping your head down? You know, are, you know, and things like that. So it, it works well. Um, I've, I've always liked personal daily goals, but we've done it. We've done it a little bit differently this year with the goal buddy. And I think that that's, that helps that accountability piece. Mm-hmm. Love that. Let's go to like, overall. What's it looking like on the field? How is this all being incorporated into the physical drills? That's a good question. So um, we, one particular drill, I'll give an example that we do is called the zigzag drill. So it's a, it's a throwing drill, but it also works on trying to ramp up the pressure a little bit um, where you literally have to zigzag the ball all the way through the team from one end to the other good throws all the way down. So every time they miss overthrow, drop a ball, they have to start over. It's a great drill, but the first time through balls were going all over the gym. We were dropping balls and, you know, I think week one, that's kind of expected. Again, you're trying to learn. And also you just, as we talked about earlier, you definitely have a big range of, of experience, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we had to walk through the drill a couple times. So um, we talked about the culture 
day one, like we mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And one of the words is supportive. Mm -hmm. That ended up being one of their top five words. Nice. Um, right? So we wanted to make sure that we stopped the drill in the middle because I could tell the communication was going down. Mm -hmm. Because as balls go all over the gym and people are dropping things, the frustration level goes up. Mm -hmm. So I stopped the drill in the middle. We pulled everyone together and we said, this is supposed to be a supportive culture, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, coach. Yes, coach. Okay. So why aren't we supporting each other when we need it the most, mm -hmm. right? We need it the most when, when things aren't going very well. We need to be louder even. I said it's very easy to be supportive of your teammates when everyone's hitting home runs and you're up by five and it's just one of those games where everything seems easy. It's very easy to support each other then. <laughs> but when are you going to – how are you going to support each other? This is the culture at Matawan. You all agreed. You all agreed this is something really important. So we, we pulled that out of that drill right at that minute. Mm -hmm. um, uh, then talking about some of the individual whys and the team why. Uh, some individuals are resilient, but also the, the team why one of their top five was resilient, right? So mm -hmm. you want to feel resilient. You dropped a ball. It's okay. You need to go back. You need to come back and do, and do it better and be successful and not worry about that mistake. Mm -hmm. So those types of things are kind of what we talked about. Um, you want to have that feeling of being resilient, then go right back at it. Mm -hmm. um, but know that you have the support of your team, right? That's, mm -hmm. So that's how we try to intertwine these whys and the culture, especially this week, have taken a lot of time to just stop and talk, stop and talk and bring up these points. Mm -hmm. And um, I believe that also helps continue with the buy-in. It also brings them closer as a team. Absolutely. I think that was one of the biggest lessons I learned in my coaching career was just say something when you see it. And I think when you have right. these very clear values in your head of making sure we communicate and support each other making sure right. we are resilient in the face of failure. It's much easier to be like, it's not happening. Time out, bring them together because we've all been through that drill where we're just like, Oh my God, is it over yet? Like this is torture. The point is the drill isn't about the drill. It's about the lesson. Exactly. So don't wait till it's over. I like how you just called it in and I guarantee the drill went way better after that than it, it would have if you just let it go. Right. And the next, the next piece of this is it's not always me. The thing that I love usually and what, what we've come to watch over the last few years is it's those players, right? So mm -hmm. I see one of my particular players, uh, word is why, or excuse me, their why is purposeful. Mm. So she's the one who is actually stopping the drill and pulling everyone together and being encouraging. So I've heard yes. that from some of our leaders as well. And, um, that is, that is something that has happened over the past few years when I'm working on leadership and working on developing these kids uh, and, and team all together is that you want, you want it to come from them as well. It, one, mm -hmm. it means something totally different when it comes from a, from a teammate mm -hmm. or a leader or someone who's experienced and been there. Yeah. So that piece is also happening, and, and I love to watch that. I love that. I oh, cannot me too. remember which coach said it. The best teams are led by the players particularly in games, we can't mm -hmm. call time out and fix things for them. I think if we lead them throughout practices and throughout these mental trainings, it right. kind of frees them to lead. Oh, I f firmly believe player-led teams are better than coach-led teams, but mm -hmm. that starts with the culture, that starts with the coach, that starts at the top. And and I've had enormous success, I think, with, with some really talented, strong leaders who have mm -hmm. gone on to play you know, division one ball and gone on to be very successful in the military and some other things. So that, that really makes me proud when, mm -hmm. when you see things, things like that happen. Ah, love it. 
All right. Last piece, because we could talk forever. Let's talk quickly about what our goals are for next week. Okay. So this week, the topic, we have kind of a topic of the week. So this week will be um, focused on trust and communication. You know, share the culture, make sure the culture is embedded in everything we do, making sure the kids understand the culture, start to begin to learn each other. So now the communication piece and the trust piece, you know, so yeah. if we have a foundational layer of culture, that's right on top. Those are next, right? Yep. So um, this week we plan on doing a lot of different uh, challenges, team challenges, um, and a lot of communication drills. Uh, and that trust piece will have to be built into everything we do as well, right? So you have mm -hmm. to trust your teammate. When the first baseman's catching a ball that is not thrown directly at their chest, the teammates have to trust each other, right? That they're going to have to trust that teammate's going to have to stop the ball. Mm -hmm. So I know those are sometimes, you know, harder concepts for different kids to understand, but we really mm -hmm. try to drive that home. So that's the next layer of this foundation that we're trying to build. That's a wrap. Join us in the next episode where we'll wrap up the Team Y exercise and discuss how Alicia fostered communication and trust, both coach to player and player to player. Thanks for joining us. We know you have a million things to do and are likely multitasking right now, so we appreciate you being here. If you want to learn more, check out our site at mentalsweetspot.com or join us in the Mastermind group. Just go to Facebook and search Mental Sweet Spot and it should pop up. Thanks again for joining us. Have a good day.